This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. Take a dose of every day But how am I supposed to stay In a world built on empty ways And the lessons of all the rage Greetings from Pennsylvania. I am currently at my Airbnb, which is about four miles or a 10-minute drive from downtown Lancaster. I'm currently looking out the window at a enormous female ginkgo tree, which is the ginkgo you don't want to plant. You want to plant the male. There's um, like a tiered waterfall back here. There's like a river and a mill. The building I'm staying at was built in 1861, and Susie, the owner, has been rebuilding it. Um, I mean, it's old enough. I'm looking out over one part of the building. Everything's got slate shingles. You don't find slate shingles too often. Susie, I'll tell you about more her in a bit. So, where do we start? Left this morning, I dropped the pixie off at school and went home, packed, got all the tie material loaded up in the car, and drove up here. Very easy drive. There was really no traffic. It took just under two and a half hours to get here, so I caught up on some podcasts. Little Zach Matthews, itinerant angler, a little bit of April Vokey, 
and a little bit of Hey Frage. If you're in the D.C. area, you might know Sarah Frazier from Hot 99.5 and 107.3. She and her sidekick, Sammy K, do a, a funny podcast. Just Hey Frage, F-R-A-S-E, on iTunes, and she's she's pretty hilarious. And Sammy, um, interesting guy, has got a lot of interesting stories. Just be careful if you listen to the podcast. Sarah drops the F-bomb a lot. It is definitely not a kid-friendly. It's just pop culture and stuff going on in the D.C. metro area. Check it out if you can. Want to give them a shout-out. I listen on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And where to begin? So, yeah, I got the podcast. I pulled up into Lancaster. I got here around 12.55, 1 o'clock. Parked on the main street, paid the meter. Went in, dropped off my tie material, and there were no definitive areas where the tires were going to be. Not like a car tire, but a fly tire. This is not an automobile podcast, folks. I dropped off the stuff and went to the Amish market. Check out the pictures on the blog. I was salivating. I wanted to buy chickens and sausages and loose tea and all this other stuff. However, they only take cash in most of these places. I decided to spend my money on a small farm that makes jams, jellies, and honey. Got a nice big bottle of honey, as well as a seedless blackberry jam and a peach butter spread. I don't know why any jams would have seeds in them. There's no flavor. It's just like poppy seeds. There's no additional flavor gained by eating these seeds all they do is crunch and get caught in your tooth they are pointless lemon poppy seed should not even be an option because the poppy seed has no flavor it's basically grit so i bought those i walked around sampled some cheeses i think i'm going to go back there for breakfast tomorrow they open earlier than the fly show then i came back here and hung out with Susie and before that, actually, I stopped at Walmart and got some 50-pound mono. I went through all their monofilament to find the densest diameter. I'm going to start tying um, all my flies this weekend with weed guards because we're getting into spring soon and then summer, and that means weeds. I will be tying specifically warm water flies this weekend, gutless frogs, which I've now renamed mine the hollow frog because they are different than a gutless frog. I'll still give homage to Rob mead down under but my flies are a little different different hook different just development it's my variation be tying up reapers curly tails shad puffs snow white damsels uh what else did i bring up hmm and some snallygasters my bass worm fly i've also created what now i call the snallygaster with cheese the snallygaster with cheese has um a tail on it now it also will have weed guards and rubber legs so pleased to be checking out those if you're at the show it's gonna be past tense to you. you probably already bought them so not a whole lot of patterns just some basic warm water stuff i think bruce corwin is the only other person here that's gonna be tying warm water stuff it's gonna be a fun weekend i'm next to union i'm next to tom uh, Brad and uh, a, a woman, I think her name is Elizabeth, and there's going to be six of us in this little 
kind of cornered off nook and it, it should be funny. Uh, we should have a good time. I definitely think we'll be laughing a lot and telling stories and we'll see where the weekend goes. So I came back to the Airbnb here and it is literally, it's like a third of the price of the hotel. Uh, Susie has a fully stocked kitchen. I can open up the fridge and she has got, um, local beers and yingling. There's some Bud Light Lime and some shandies. Um, yeah, your hotel is not going to, uh, is not going to pay for your beer. It's cozy in here. I'm on a, a sofa chilling, looking out on this waterfall, um, it's pretty damn cool. I'm much happier here. And so Susie quit her corporate job. She's an international field hockey referee. So she travels around the world and she's actually been picking up fly fishing. She has a friend in New Zealand that she went fishing with. And she was mortified by how sneaky she had to be down there. The guy made her dress in kind of like camo colors and creeping in on hands and knees to these holes. Um, she's still a spin fisher, angler, with the water in her backyard. She should start fly fishing. Maybe she already has. She has the TFO Tenkara rod. I'm going to get her some non-Tenkara flies this weekend because I don't have any hen hackle. Um, I could just send her some, some uh, technical Tenkara flies, but I gave her some hoppers to try it when it gets warm. Then there's this beer store right around the corner called brew i don't know what it's called but she said that's where she got the local beers from and it is the wife's birthday coming up so i got her two mixed 12 packs of local beers and ciders and then for myself uh i just got labat ice just to i don't know you can't get a 20 ounce can of that where i'm from and the wife being in korea all week i can just have one of those and sit out by the fire pit and be a jolly happy man I'm sitting here catching up with the Americans, and tomorrow I'll get up early. I will head over to the convention center. I know where the free parking is, so I do not have to feed the meters all day. We were supposed to have the the guys, Michael, from Supplefly with us. They couldn't make it out, so it's just me and Susie chilling tonight. And then tomorrow night, I think Dan Griggs from TPFR should show up. We'll see who else. There's plenty of room, and if you divide it amongst people, it's $49 a night here, which is a heck of a lot better than staying at the Marriott, which is, I don't know. What happened was I booked my Marriott too late and thus was not able to get a two-night booking. So yesterday I canceled the Friday, and my wife and I booked this probably about three weeks ago. It's pretty damn cool. Um, Airbnbs like this, it's just... You know, I'm not going to be able to go up and down the hotel elevators to my room if I need to from the show, but um, it's got character. And there's a taco. I can honestly see Taco Bell from the side window door that they have. There's a clubfoot tub here. There's all sorts of old farming equipment. This, I believe, was a wash house. I'll get Susie on later. She'll tell you all about it. That's about it for now. I'm going to be doing a lot of fly time tomorrow. Hopefully selling a lot of flies and passing out cards and podcasting with people. There's a couple people I didn't get to at Somerset that are here. And just having walked around today, there were some other groups that um, booths that I, I just haven't seen before. So stay tuned. This should be a fun one. And I want to remind you now, if you're in the D.C. metro area or want to drive in for the 
March 19th, Tidal Potomac Fly Rotters Fly Tieathon Benefiting Project Healing Waters. March 19th at Port City Brewing Company. 12 noon, we open and we start tying. And we're going to say 12 to 4 is when we're going to be there. They're open till 9. You can drink local craft beer. Port City was recently named Best Small Brewery in America. All flies will be donated to Project Healing Waters chapters around the country. I'm going to shut up now because I've wasted enough time just as an intro. And we'll check in tomorrow morning. Um, I'm looking forward to breakfast tomorrow at the oldest, one of the oldest uh, markets in the country. This is the first interview of the day at the end of the show. How's it going? Good show this year. All right, man. So we're at Risen, and let's check in a year later. What is new to y'all's arsenal? Um, we've got a few little new things, and then we're working on a few big new things coming up soon. We just recently added a few fly tying tools. We got some tungsten carbide scissors, some brass hair stackers, whip finishers. We've got a uh, a, a higher end bobbin and some hackle pliers coming out soon. We added a new sling pack uh, over here in the last uh, probably month or so. Um, and besides that, just a couple little things here and there. But we're working on the big news is we're working on a new rod series, uh, a more higher end blank uh, that we're testing right now and probably doing a Kickstarter to kick it off here in the next couple months. All right, the ones you got displayed, are those glass? Uh, they're not glass. Oh, the they ones, look like glass. I know. Everybody says that. Uh, so those are our ITB rods. We brought those out about a year and a half ago. They do have a little bit more flex to them. I feel like most of the big tra- big companies out there are misrepresenting what a true trout fisherman needs. These fast action tip flex rods to punch out as much line as you no. possibly can, as quick as you can. That's not what you need for trout fishing. You're, you're casting 15 or 20 feet. You need to be precise, take your time, load that rod, and be accurate and lay down a delicate cast. So. Caddis flies don't land fast they land light and sporadically yeah right. yeah and we just sold two your fly boxes which are probably the best price on the market they are we uh we've got them priced great on the website and of course a little bit of a deal here at the show uh we've got another show on the same weekend my business partner is running we will probably sell out of all the inventory wow. of those boxes that we have right now so if you need some more they're probably coming in the next couple of weeks after we uh get them made for us fantastic yeah we got some stickers, too? Yeah, we got some stickers. I decided to order a 1,000 of these new stickers, nice. so everybody who came to the show got about six of them. There's one little kid walking around. She's covered in stickers. She uh, she got a free fly box from us, and she's got a sticker on her left shoulder from us, and yeah, she she had an absolute ball. All right. Where can we find you guys on media and... Okay, our main website is just risenfly.com. We've got a Facebook page, we have a Twitter page, an Instagram page. And we recently opened up a, uh, a YouTube channel. So the YouTube channel is just kind of introducing you a little bit more to the company, do company announcements, like, yeah, we're doing a Kickstarter in a couple months, uh, a few little changes. So we made a slight change to our super slim boxes, and a video is going to come out for that pretty soon. So just kind of get a little bit more of a personal touch. That box is slim. It's 
We just we I'd say it's smaller than a box of matches. Yeah, so we literally cut the thickness in half of our Super Slams, um, and the, the show here is the first time that they're out for sale. So uh, this new slim pa- or, uh, sling pack that we have, I think I shoved seven of those boxes in the front pocket, and there was still room for more. So it's great for those people that really want to save some space. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Okay. What are you guys doing this evening? We are grabbing some pizza. I hear there's a couple good pizza joints in the area and catching up with some uh, some people from the area that I don't see all too often. So it'll be a fun night. You got to look for the sweet bologna. The sweet bologna. I had a sweet bologna sandwich today, and I need to get some before I go home. That sounds great. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is. It's just, my host had sweet bologna for me this morning, so that sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I, I think I think it's just time to end it there. Morgan, can I give you some sweet bologna? Always, Rob. All right. We're at Ball and Buck, and you are Kyle. You want to introduce what you guys do? Yeah, so uh, we're Ball and Buck. We're based up in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, let's make everything from everyday menswear to stuff that you're actually going to wear out fishing to stuff you're going to wear up on bird hunting and everything in between. All American made. Most of it's made up in Boston, just down the road from our store. It's kind of fishing, hunting themed. Yeah, pretty much everything for a guy who's an outdoorsman. So stuff you're going to wear to the office, and also stuff that you're going to wear out fishing. Um, stuff you're going to wear, you know, hunting in the fall, and um, you know, kind of a lot of gifty stuff too. We do wallets, keychains, um, hats. Just stuff for the guys. No right. Sheila's. Just for the guys right now. I mean, we have some girls buying our stuff just because they like it so much. Um, but right now, just just the men. Tell me about the jacket you're wearing. I like the kangaroo pouch. So jacket I'm wearing right now, uh, it's a wax cotton anorak jacket. So it's water repellent. Um, you can wear it fishing. It's got um, little hooks in the front for you to put your nippers, stuff like that. Net hook in the back. Kangaroo pouch. My fly box fits perfectly in there. I probably fish in this more than anything else. I'd fill that with like popcorn. Yeah, you can fill it with popcorn as well. Um, it actually will fit a couple beers. It, too. Is it waterproof? Because if I could put salsa in there, and then have chips on the side, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't do the salsa. You might uh, hummus. That might come through. Hummus, you could probably get away with. And hummus will probably reproof it a little bit too. Nice. It's oily. This is where the podcast always goes. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's been a long day here. Yeah. I can't believe it's almost done too. Yeah. It's uh, it was really really busy earlier. I was losing my voice, wow. so which is always a good sign. If you're yeah. if you're not losing your voice at a trade show, you're not talking to enough people. So how busy compared to Somerset? Um, I actually you know probably almost as crowded, but it's a it's a smaller space, so yeah. it's less people in a smaller space, but um, kind of just as much fun. So all right, and then you got some shirts too. I like the small checks on these. Yeah, so... And if it is, if you spill food on it, you can't tell you as can't much. can't tell as much. So um, this shirt, it's it's our angler shirt, but it's it's kind of something you can wear every day. But right. we also have a nice little feature, you know, add a fly patch on there, um, which is my go-to setup for after work. I've got an hour before the girlfriend gets home. I can pop the fly patch on there and head to, head to the stream, lightweight, without a lot of gear. Um, and then you could go to a bar or restaurant in these shirts. And exactly. It's, you'd probably look nicer than most people at a bar or restaurant. Exactly. It's meant to be something that can take you from the office to the woods to the bar. <laughs> and hopefully you find your way back home in it. All right. Let's see, what else do you want to talk about here? 
Uh, uh, one of my one of my favorite things that we make are um, these wool shirts here. Uh, so um, we buy the fabric from Woolrich uh, here in Pennsylvania, um, and then they're sewn together up in Boston. Um, they were sewn by one seamstress up there. Her name is Mabel. She did a really good job. But uh, what I love about these shirts is it's a really heavy-duty, dense wool. It basically, if you can wear it underneath a jacket as a layer, it turns any coat into a winter coat. Uh, and then in the spring, when it starts to warm up, you just wear it as a lightweight jacket itself. Um, so it's, it's just one of my favorites. Uh, keep you warm, all that good stuff. Yeah. And since it's audio, where can we go to see these things? Because visually, everything here is very appealing. So you just go to ballandbuck.com and you can see everything. Um, and uh, also, if you, uh, if you happen to go to New England or you live in New England, stop by the store, which is in Boston, uh, on Newberry Street. Inter I've been to Newberry once. Intersection once. of Newberry and Dartmouth Street. Okay. So that's where you find us. Social media? Social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Ball and Buck. Um, and then if you want to follow me on the road, I'm doing trade shows and events almost every week. Um, that's at BB Field Outfitters. Here we go. All right. Well, thanks for your time. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. And you get, are you going home after this? Uh, yeah, I actually, I, all I do is trade shows and events. And for once, there's one that's about local. a mile from my house. So. Awesome. Home yeah. cooked in your own bed. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Good talking to you. Let's talk. I guess this is our first fly tire. We have Tom. Where are you from? Uh, Illinois. All right. So this is a little far for you, maybe? Uh, a little bit, but I've been out before. Really like the area. Uh, came out with a friend who's presenting at the show, and he said, this is the show to go to. Yeah. It's been busy today. It's been insane. Right up until Lefty Craze starts to do his casting right. demos, and then everybody disappears yeah. to watch him. And what sort of... What, what, I should say, what's your home water? Uh, my home water's... In Illinois, it's small lakes going for panfish. When I uh, go after trout, I have to travel. Uh, the driftless area in Wisconsin, I, I love. Get out to Michigan around the Alsabo, Manistique, Muskegon, and down to Tennessee. All right. Been out here a couple times and loved it. Yeah, so what are you tying up this weekend? Um, I have some panfish flies, and what I specialize in is uh, anchor flies and flies for tight line contact nymphing. All right. So I've got some check nip and anchor scuds, uh, some Frenchies, Iron Lotus is really good, some Brassies. A little sow bug? That little yeah. one, sow bug? Uh, Ray Charles. A Ray Charles. Charles. So that's a good one. Got, you know, Walt's worm, which is, you know, great for around here. Yeah. So is this, is that your company name? Yeah, Zoetic Flies. Zoetic. Um, I do custom I should, flies. That's Greek or Latin or something uh, else. Zoetic means of or pertaining to life, living okay. and vital. So it ties right in with, you know, tying flies to fool fish. Absolutely. All right. And we see we got, someone else is doing some wormy butts on their flies here too. These guys. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the cush ball tentacles are yeah. great. I like them because you get a little bit more vibrant colors and I like the taper as opposed to the, the straight line of the squirmy worms. You took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. Yeah, I don't, and, and the squirmies, they're just, it's just too straight. I, I think so. I like the thin taper. It gets a little bit more wiggle into it. Mm -hmm. And I just like tying something off of a toy. Yeah. It's more fun. What's this one right here with the chenille? Uh, the chenille is just a twisted or furled chenille. Um, on a jig hook, I use it for bass. Um, get lots of sunnies chasing it because they love it too. 
So just a real simple little, little. I call it a jig worm. I'm not too good with a magnet. Is that a magnet or foam? Just foam. Uh, that's why I wasn't sticking. <laughs> After all these hours, how can you figure out sticking it in foam? All right. Any plans for this evening while you're in Lancaster? Uh, we're debating about do we want to actually try to go to a restaurant, which is busy, or do room service. Right. We're leaning towards room service at the moment unless we get a better offer. Yeah. Have you been to the market? This morning or like yesterday? No, we came in late. Pretty amazing. Late yesterday. We've heard it's really good. Um, If it's late, we might wander around a little bit since we've been sitting all day long. Yeah, that's why I'm walking now. It's a good thing to do. I haven't even had a chance to see the show myself. See, if you walk around and interview people, then you get to see more stuff. I like that. I'm going to have to try that. Just give you my dat and you can walk around and record. (laughs) Where can we find you? You have website, social media? Uh, My website is... Zoeticflies.com, um, Zoetic Flies Facebook page. Uh, I'm just starting the Facebook page, so I'm not sure how well it's published. I got to double check that one. Right. But Zoeticflies.com. All right. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks a lot, Rob. I yeah. appreciate it. All right. No stranger to the Lancaster podcast. We have Yunin here. Um, I think he's from. Dick device flies. I was going to say Georgia. I'm from Ireland. Ireland. Northern Ireland, correct? Oh, yes. Northern Ireland, indeed. All right. And you tie classic stuff with not very easy-to-find materials, right? Yeah, sometimes it's not easy to find, but a lot of times um, the materials in these flies are available in your local fly shop. But there are some rare materials who, where if you know the person who has them, you can get them. It is the problem that some, I mean, you can't get. You said last year, a couple years ago, blue heron. You cannot tie with blue heron? Yeah, it's illegal in the U.S., and, and in the and in the UK, you got so many freaking herons though, and they're nasty. They're not nice birds. They're not. They catch a lot of fish. Yeah, motherfuckers. So. so what if you found a heron feather on the ground? Is that you got to just walk on by? Really? Yeah. Well, you can take it, bring it home if you want. But um, fishing game, catch you with those feathers. You're really you're taking a trip to the pan. I don't want that, man. No. No metal toilet for this guy. <laughs> All right, so we we're wrapping up here, but uh, what were you tying today? You were doing some little spiders? Uh, I was doing diving caddis. It was a pretty simple pattern, pretty successful. A lot of people liked it today, so probably stick with that again tomorrow. Some of flies weren't successful today. so. And you were building, you started off with Japanese silk, and then you went to hair or something? For what? The, the oh, colorful the, one. Oh, yeah, for the, the caddis, it was... Um, Parcel silk, and then it was just uh, hair's ear flash blend, a part of tackle around the neck, and that's it. Bob's your uncle. How did you get into sort of the classic style of tying? Basically a memory from a book my dad had when he was a kid. It had a picture of a jock scot on it. I remembered it about four years ago. Started, hey, I'm going to tie a jock scot, and went from there. All right. That's it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're outside Philly? You're in Philly? Outside Philly, in Audubon. Okay. Nor- proper name for someone that uses bird feathers. Yeah, exactly. We have the, the bird sanctuary there. Stop by every now and again, check out the birds. And you can't pick the feathers up off the ground? Yeah, no. All right. The man's always 
we're the ones that follow the rules, but we still get in trouble. Yes, right. we follow. A lot of people came by today. It was busy. It was busy this morning. This afternoon, not so much, but I guess there was a lot of presentations on. Yeah. But it's a good day. Better than last year, I think. But We'll see about inclement weather this evening, whether that impacts tomorrow. I don't think there's going to be inclement weather, but hopefully there'll be no impact. Right. And you're, good when it's busy. you're going for a... Going for a chicken pie at Annie Billy's. Chicken pie with, chicken with, pie with a pint of the black stuff? And some oysters. Oysters. Yeah. All right. Oysters and Guinness is like the classic combination, right? It is a classic combination. There's an oyster festival every year, Galway, Ireland. Oysters and Guinness is the staple. I got a free place to stay in Galway, too. I need to get over there. You should go. Get some oysters, get some Guinness, get some good salmon fishing. All right. Have yourself some fun. I'm telling you, the salmon are on my buddy's property. He's like, just let my parents know you're showing up. Yeah, salmon, sea trout, lake, lake browns, lock browns. We'll have a good time. And you just went to Ecuador. How was the fishing down there? It's pretty awesome. Spent one day fishing in the Andes, about 4,500 meters up. Caught about 50 wild rainbow trout. That was awesome. There was fish in every hole. We dropped flies. Literally. I honestly didn't know there were trout in Ecuador. I did not see another fisherman the whole time I was there in the Andes. So it was good. It was a good trip. Guide service was uh, Ecuador fly fishing. Okay. Guy based out of Chicago. He's originally from Ecuador. So. They're pretty big on social media. Yeah, they are. They're big on social media. That's how I found them on Instagram. I didn't bring any fishing gear with me down there, but for two weeks I figured I may as well fish and contacted Javier, I think it is, and he set me up. The guy took me fishing. How was the altitude for you from living at sea level? Oh, I was there for a week before I um, before we went fishing, so I was acclimatized, but it was okay. I mean, just spend a few days getting acclimatized and you'll be good. I remember in high school running up a flight of stairs in Quito and got to the top and almost died. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You know, take it easy the first few days. After about a week, you're acclimatized and you can tolerate the rest of whatever you do. Just don't go running up mountains. Yeah, bad idea there. All right. Well, I guess we'll, we'll catch up more tomorrow and we'll see what we tie and... Enjoy that chicken pie tonight. I will, and the Guinness and the oysters. Yeah, let me know if you need bail money. Hopefully not. Right on. What's going on, everybody? I figure I would play you a little Salida Gomez while she's on the radio. Uh, random fact. She's a friend of the family. What's up with that? I'm telling you, things are crazy. All right, today, if you want to talk about time flying, today went by so incredibly fast. And there is a taco truck, but they probably got cilantro, so I'm not going to stop there. So we started the show this morning. I went to Taco Bell and got a Crunch Wrap Supreme. Not the greatest breakfast. Got to the show around 7.30, 8 o'clock, I don't know. Began setting up, talked to Yunin and Brad and Dan and Tom, and right away we started cranking out flies. And Tom, I don't know how many of his naughty eggs he sold, but that man was a busy, busy man all day. And then there's my crazy flies, and I would almost use a profanity there but as we know from today we have kids that listen and double shout out to everybody that stopped by today that listens to the podcast the flies i tied and sold the most today were the snallygasters with cheese 
That's the bass worm with a skirt and a tail. A lot of reapers, a couple damsels, and frogs. And it was a busy day. I spent more time in the afternoon just kind of refilling boxes. And if people don't buy my flies for the rest of the trip, I will not have to tie any of my own flies for quite a while. I am I'm stacked up. And there are people from all over, uh, up and down the eastern seaboard that were stopping in. And like I said, it, it was a busy day. Uh, I got a chance to look over my shoulder and, and watch Yunin tie his diving caddis. And those are pretty cool. Uh, if I was tying those the way he was, I would be wearing magnifying glasses like I was a gemologist. Didn't really get a chance to walk around and talk to people until the end. It was definitely less crowded when Lefty or Joe Humphreys was doing a talk. And if it's slow tomorrow, I'll go by and get more people interviewed. I'm on my way now to Walmart. I need more little plastic baggies to put flies in to sell them. And I also want to get some of that sweet bologna. I don't even know what the sweet bologna is, but man, it is good. It's like a charcuterie that's instead of savory, it's sweet. It's the best I can describe it. I'm headed back to the Airbnb right now. I'm quite tired from tying flies all day. And it looks like we're going to be having a party at the Airbnb. So I might grab a burrito at Taco Bell, which is adjacent to Walmart, and then just head back and see where things take you. And maybe go fish the pond. I don't know. And we'll just um, leave the randomness for tomorrow. I'll cut myself off now because I kind of need to focus on driving. And I will check back in with all of you tomorrow. And it'll be even funnier if I get all the people at the Airbnb on tonight and get non-fishing stories. Stay tuned. That's just the kind of podcast it's going to be this week. Again, thank you to everybody that stopped in. Thank you for buying flies and help supporting me. And I look forward to selling more flies and meeting more people tomorrow. All right. All right, it's Sunday morning. We're at Sporting Gentlemen, and we have Steve. Yes, hi. How are you doing today? Good, good. Where are you guys located? Uh, we're located in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania. So if I'm from D.C., where would I relate drive, that to? Uh, up through Pennsylvania, up 95, right. and before you get to the airport, you'd approximately be right around the Philadelphia airport. All right. I just drove up that way for the Somerset show. Sure. You would have. We would have been about halfway up to Somerset. There's all those billboards, I hate Steve something. <laughs> Steve Singer, he's a jeweler. Okay. That's his big campaign, but he's been doing that for a while, all so... Right. Um, apparently his prices are so low, everybody hates him. And you're talking about the competitors. Right. You know what I mean? But I guess... Uh, Damn it, I just gave that guy a free commercial. <laughs> uh, so what do you guys mostly fish for? Uh, mostly trout. You know, we've had a business. Uh, Barry's, Barry Stott's the owner of the shop for 40 years, so we've been an Orvis dealer for 40 years. Primarily trout. You know, southeastern Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania. Um, go everywhere, too. We're planning this year to go back to Alaska. You know, we just came back from the White River. We do a lot of trips to the Delaware, the West, and the East Branch. You know, a lot of trips out in Central PA, Penns Creek. You know, basic stuff. Right. Do you guys do any of the shad that come up, Susquehanna? Um, used to, but, I mean, it hasn't been the same in years. So, when you're really looking at if it's there, it's there. Yeah, they're putting our fish from the Potomac 
that brood stock up in Pennsylvania, oh, cool. all up and down the East Coast now. That'd be great. I mean, shad runs great. You know, we fish below the Conowingo. Right. You know, and that's typically Deer Creek, like those fisheries there. And a lot of bald eagles down yeah. there. Yeah, got them. You know, it's a good fishery. It's one of those things where if the shad run, I, I love it. It's fun. You know, every catch you get a fish. So, yeah. What are you guys trying to sell here at the store? I use some interesting old school stuff in the grab bags. Yeah, the grab bags are great. We always do grab bags. We used to do books, you know, dollar books, but the books just get too heavy. But so we went to grab bags this year. So basically everything that's left year after year is in a grab bag to go, you know. And it's like you said, there's some great stuff in there. There's a wallet in there, like a leather wallet for $5 with time material. It's crazy. That's grab bag. You know what I mean? You never know what you're going to get in a grab bag, that's for sure. That's our master marketing plan, the grab bag. So you got some wormy materials? Yep. Squirmy wormy. That's the hot fly. Can't keep them in stock. And you guys are uh, partridge dealers? Partridge, regal. Sage, Orvis, Rio, you know, we got fish old pond. rods back here. Yep. You want to walk me through some of these? You sure. might. I doubt it, but you can try and get me to buy something. Here you go. You looking for an old Abercrombie and Finch? Wow. Designed by Payne, you know. Or what are those running? Um, you know, that's that. It's a workman special, and usually every year you come here and you have that one guy go, "What do you have that I could, you know? Would you, you know, like these guys come year after year and looking for the same thing? Refurb. Looking for something like that. Cut it down, making a seven yeah. footer. You know what I mean? Like. You know, this year we didn't really have a lot of them. There's some classic uh, guys. There's one guy from Massachusetts that was always looking for old Orvis stuff, like super fines and rods like that, where they can redo them and then sell them. I'm yeah. like, I'm not you still get the. Yeah. I should say, but you can still get super fines rolled. Yeah, with the old tippet and the Henry's fork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, broke one, an eight and a half foot two eight, uh, a couple years ago, and Orvis fixed the tip. Absolutely. You know, so they're, it's still good stuff. We use one of these old beater bamboos we laid across the sofa against the armrest and the dog can't jump on the couch. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I and mean, you can use them in your garden too, you know. I wouldn't want to throw something that was classically historical, you know, rods, Abercrombie and Finch. Back when you know. I bought my first pocket knife there. Really? And now it's like frat guy flip-flops and yeah. cargo shorts. Yeah, it's a whole different a whole different program. Right. But that's that's the future of America. Yep. You know. That's a uh, what is that hook for? Uh, the absolute hot. predator. It's whatever swims. Jeez. A lot of the musky guys are doing One of the tires came and he bought a bunch. I guess he's doing some big musky flies on them. My goodness. You know, people are like, why would you buy six-hot hooks? You don't. I was like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're a fly shop. That's what we do. Yeah. We sell hooks. We sell rods. We sell reels. We kind of can't have a fly shop without the materials. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of it. Are you guys online? Any social media? Uh, we do Facebook, Instagram, like that sort of thing. We haven't really opened up a web sh- a web store yet but that's coming this year we just bought a new location our location in Glen Mill so that kind of consumed a lot of uh, equity and capital yeah. so it's one of those things where it's a huge investment um, you know buy a big old house in Glen Mills and make it a fly shop kind of going to cost you a lot of money but this year the web camp uh, the web sales will go out Instagram you know right. that's that's thing now, all these old rods there's some once you see those online those will get snatched yeah. up it's good stuff, too. Oh, I just noticed it's in a giant fish's mouth. Uh, the big bass. That's the bargain bass. Is that a cooler? Yeah, it is, actually. Really? We were just mentioning it. I think in the last 10 years, I think I've seen ice and beer in it once. It goes, it, you know, I've never seen one of those. Usually what we do is we'll have the grab bags in there. I was like, well, for when we had rod tubes and all kinds of stuff that we're just trying to get rid of, just put it in the bargain bass. And it would historically be in the shop uh, and have bargain bass on it, you know, and just grab bags and loose fly tying material in there. So it's... It's been around for a long time. It's definitely uh, seen its fair share of exposure. To, you know, everybody wants to buy it. I'm like, they're kind of expensive, and you can't really get them. 
like to ship it though is a pain. You know, it's a big box, so that's one of those things. Very cool. All right, well, thanks for taking the time out. Appreciate it, man. Have a good show. Thanks for stopping by. Right, no worries, and you don't have to worry because it's all audio. You know, people sit there and do their makeup. And you're like, no, man, it's the microphone. <laughs> all right, so we are at, uh, is it Live the Stream? Yes. All right, so let's talk about the Joe Humphrey story. Yes. Who, whose idea was it to get this on film? Actually, it started a year ago at this show. We, uh, I came with my friend, and we, I hadn't seen Joe in about 14, 15 years. And we, I went up to his booth, and I, I, I'm a Penn State grad, and when I was at school, I did a documentary about the angling program with Joe in it. That's when I met him. So I came up to the booth, and I was like, Joe, do you remember it? And he's like, oh, Luke, I remember you. And I came back home, and I was like, you know, I think we should do a documentary about Joe. I think this is a great project that we should do, and he's a great guy. And so we started brainstorming, and then we talked to Joe later that week, and he's like, let's do it. And that was the beginning. Is your background with film, or is it a hobby? Uh, yes, so... My wife and I own a production company out of D.C. and in New York City. We have two studios. We talked about the whole D.C. thing yesterday, right? Yeah. You're in Maryland. Yeah, we're outside of Silver, Silver Spring. Spring. Yeah, that's right. And uh, But we're, you know, we do a lot of network stuff and a lot of client-based work, and this is our first independent production. So. Was this crowdfunded at all, like the whole, the new way to raise money these days? Yeah, we, uh, we had an Indiegogo campaign that ran for about 30 days, and it just wrapped, and it was fairly successful. I mean, we, we didn't get our full goal amount that we wanted, but uh, we had a lot of really incredible backers who have helped us, and we got just above 50% of what we wanted, and we're still raising, still raising funds, uh, which... You know, if you want to help out the film, just go to our film website, so livethestreamfilm.com, and you can still donate there if you want to. Any social media? Yep, so we have a Facebook page. Uh, I think it's Live, Live the Stream Film on Facebook, right? And then we have Insta, Instagram, it's just Live the Stream, and a Twitter account, uh, LTS Film. How did the name come to fruition? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, so we... We thought about that for a while, but it came, like, I think we were driving back from... Yeah, uh, we, we, we travel a lot for our shoots, and we usually do a lot of our brainstorming in the car, like, during the road trip, and we had been throwing out a lot of different ideas for the name for the film, and it did. It, it like, happened on a drive back from State College one day. And, yeah, and it was just, like, we wanted something to be, to be a very simple title, but, like, something very meaningful, and we kind of... And, some, and something active, too. Because we, we want this film to inspire others to be more, you know, to appreciate nature more and, and also, you know, water quality and yes. get out there and actually, you know, get outside and enjoy being outside. Yeah, I mean, Joe's super active and we just wanted it to be a very active title and very... But have you wrestled him yet? No, I have not. Um, There's I'm, a guy in my club that wants to wrestle Joe. Uh, uh, Joe would probably wrestle him. Yeah. I actually... I think they've talked about it once at the old... Um, the Shad event we used to do on the Potomac uh -huh. the, at Fletcher's Cove. Mm -hmm. I think Joe and Trent were discussing it once. You know he, he has a six-inch <laughs> He'd still probably take down Trent. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> so we were actually at a dinner. This is hilarious. We were at a dinner. It looked like it was like a dinner in State College with a bunch of guys. And one of the guys there was somebody that beat... So he was a wrestling coach, right? So one of the guys there was the guy that beat his his kid at, at a wrestling match and Joe almost wrestled the guy 
at the thing. Like, he sh- like shot in at him. And I was like, I need a camera because we, gotta, <laughs> we actually might see wrestling match. And, and Joe's you got to have a picture of him, like, wrestling a salmon. A <laughs> <laughs> we, have some, we have some amazing stuff. I'll, I will say that, but we, we're not going to tell you what okay. we got yet. Because we, this, you know, we have a teaser out now, and we had a, we had a, be very selective of what we want to release because we have some really amazing stuff. Very cool. And there's also soft goods that people can buy to help support. Yeah. So we're eventually uh, livethestreamfilm.com. We're going to release a little online store um, probably in the next few weeks, hopefully sooner. Um, but uh, we'll be able to we'll be able to support the film by buying hats and. Swag and all kinds of stuff. So. I see you have it divided by the flat build kids <laughs> versus the curved build kids. So we, we want to do two styles. So it's it's, it's very interesting. With like what what people buy, uh, the younger kids like the flat bills and the trucker right. styles. And uh, we used to have an olive twill that is completely sold out because every every guy came through and bought them. So we don't have any more of those, but we're going to be ordering more hats and everything. So very cool. Yeah. And how have you guys been received at the show? Busy? A lot of foot traffic? Yeah, we have been, especially yesterday. We, we had a lot of people come by, which is it's also kind of cool. It's like people come by and have, you know, some great comments about the film, and everyone has a story about Joe, which is awesome to hear, and I know Joe loves to hear it too. He fished one of my rods once at the Shad event, so I'm like, sweet. Yeah. Joe fished one of my rods. We did uh, something last night on it, but we, uh, there was a film festival last night. That, right, uh, I have four. Yep, and we uh, actually showed the teaser in front of everybody before the show, and Joe was there. We got him to come in, and they sh- they, they showed it, and everybody went nuts. That's was, awesome. Was, and he was like super happy, and just to just to see that like is pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Anything else before I? No, I mean we're walk gonna be, around. We'll, we'll we'll be filming him through August. So I mean, if people want to support us, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, we'll try and get you down to the beer tie at some point. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're definitely gonna come down there. <laughs> so yeah. it'll be awesome. Burgers are pretty good, half price. And then you got three dollar beers, and yeah, we get a pretty I good crowd. We can, and there's TVs because it's a bar, so we can always set up something so if you want to show. Oh, that'd be awesome. that'd be yeah, really you can, I mean, you could have this running in the background. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, we've it's been pretty pretty that. amazing. We've had like over probably like twelve thousand views now, the teaser, and in a month. So, I mean, it's, it's a pretty good phase one, and so we're you know we're looking for obviously people to contribute, but also we're looking for sponsors too. So. If wants to help out the film, they can totally go to the website and email us. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for the time. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you so much. Let's talk about some, some hackles here. So, Sideline Hill. Sideline. Sideline. Sideline Hill Hackles. Yeah, where are you guys based out of? Breezewood, PA. It's right off the turnpike. All right. And your social media is pretty big. Um, so, we see you guys online. We'll talk social media stuff later, but... Uh, so what are you using your feathers to tie this week? I see some really cool little sculpins right now. Thanks, a little man. bunny or a uh, pine squirrel? Pine squirrel, yep. I'm just stocking my boxes right now. That's what I'm doing. I've got so many flies that I haven't sold yet. I'm good for a while. That's good. It's good but bad at the same time. Yeah. Mostly for dries, I use my my feathers. Uh, Catskill style dry flies. Some other stuff, some bigger stuff too. A lot of my feathers will tie up to tens right? and twelves, eights for the bigger like green drakes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, so how many birds y'all have? Uh, we raised 170 this year. Uh, this spring we're getting ready to start hatching here in a couple weeks. I'm gonna try to hatch out about 600 birds. And when these birds are, I guess, killed and skinned, you can't do anything with the actual bird. It's just the feather. 
Yeah, it's just a feather. You, you can't make chicken stock out of these. No, the meat's, the meat's too tough. This Sell them for like crab traps? No, the way I kill them, you can't eat them. Really? Yeah. So you got you do all the butchering and... Yeah. Man, I, I, I'd throw up if I had to do that. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of 3 a.m. mornings getting up and uh, skinning birds before work and stuff like that. How'd you get into raising birds for feathers? Well, I, I live on a dairy farm, and whenever, whenever I was in college at Penn State... I was getting ready to head home. I knew I wanted to farm my whole life. And I thought, we had chickens. I thought, I'd like to start raising hackle chickens, try to bring fly fishing into my everyday life yeah. so it's not just a hobby anymore. And uh, I searched around for a few years, found some guys who was willing to part with eggs, and ended up going through that way. And it, that first dozen eggs turned into 160 this year, and hopefully 600 next year. Talk about this giant whole bird right here. Is that Cree? That's Cree. And, and what makes Cree, it's not that common. No, it's it's unique. I mean, you can't breed it. You can't cross two birds and get Cree. It's all just something that comes out. It's a freak thing. So. Interesting. And there's so many different types of feathers on this whole bird that you can cut up for different purposes. Yep, there's, there's all kinds of uses. you got the... The chickaboo down here, you got spade hackle up in here, wing bows, you can use that all for tailing. Then you got slopping underneath the saddle, then there's the saddle and the cape for dry flies. I was about to take a picture and I don't have my phone on me. I don't know where it is, but. Oh man, here's already. How's it going? <laughs> so, what, what's the, uh, how do you grade these and then price them? Uh, grades based on how small they'll tie in dry flies on the capes. If they go down to 20s and there's a load of 20s and 22s on there, that'll be a grade one. If there's 20s and 22s but they don't, there's not as many, that'll be a grade two. And if there's no 20s, grade three instantly. Okay. Mostly grade twos. It takes a pretty special bird to make a grade one. So, And in saddles, it's just based on how many feathers are on there because there's a lot of guys that want the saddles for musky flies and stuff like that. Did you get into this after the whole hair craze? Yeah, right after. It sucked. I could have made a lot of money on my right. birds back yeah. then. But, uh, yeah, it was right after the hair craze. It might come back around. I mean, all the kids are wearing 1980s colors these days. So yeah, you never know. It might happen. I hope so. Busy show for you so far? Yeah, great show so far. Sold a lot. It's, it's been good to me this year. Very so. Yeah. All right. Where can we find you guys online? Uh, on Facebook or Instagram under Sidling Hill Hackle, and I have a blog that I don't keep up very often, sidlinghillhackle.blogspot.com. Yeah. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Okay. Thank you. Let's talk some striker flies. Scott, where do, you, uh, where do you live these days? Right now I'm based out of New Jersey. I also have a camp up in the northern Adirondacks, just outside of the town of Lake Placid. That's where I do most of my guiding, and that's where my uh, business basically took place. What are you tying at the show this weekend? Tying at the show, I'm tying some of my stone flies up. I got a stone fly pattern called Strikers Totally Stoned. It's a super realistic stone fly pattern that fools even the weariest of trouts. And Fly Tire Magazine covered it last year. Uh, yes, they did. They did an article on that in uh, November of last year. And you got some, some pretty big streamers here. Muskie, stripers do a little bit of everything. I got some nice big musky streamers here, some uh, striper streamers, because when I'm staying at my place in Jersey, I do a lot of striper fishing down the shore, back in the bays, do a lot of kayak fishing for them. 
and also a lot of musky fishing. And you're getting your own body materials. So you got like your own personal line that's come out now? I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I got a few products here and there I'm working on. What about these tails? These look like some of the Norwegian guys. Uh, no, Glittery, that, man. That's actually a Pat Cohen uh, Superfly tail. How did it get so glittery? Uh, little Michael spray glitter. Really? We, we should edit that out so it's your trade secret now. <laughs> yeah. I, those look to be like they're rubber, but yeah. They're it's actually ultra sweet. Very cool. All right. Now your bucktails. Uh, what? How do you get a bucktail that makes the cut for you? These are all pretty, pretty I long materials. I go through a lot of bucktails a year, and I got to buy a couple hundred of them just to get myself a few good five, six-inch tails out of them. I like that real long hair for the striper flies as well as musky flies. Do you dye them yourself? No, I have a friend dye them. Um, I just buy them white, divvy them up how I want them done, and have them dyed up. do that once a year, and that usually lasts me a whole season. Any other shows you're going to go to? Or is this the last one for you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a saltwater show in Somerset, New Jersey, in two weeks, uh, March 17th, 18th, and 19th. And two weeks after that, I'm going down to Virginia to Bo Beasley's Wine Fest. I'll be down there. We'll Sounds see you down there. Yeah, you're gonna pass over some. It's a shatter fishing. There's some waiting flats about 30 minutes north of the show you can go to, right on the Rappahannock. I have pretty awesome. I have four rods rigged and ready to go in a truck at all times. So you you got some UV stuff. It looks like you're uh, you like the Tough Fly. Yes, yes. I work with the Tough Fly. It's actually a blue light, not a UV light. Much right. safer for you. It's been around in the dentist industry for years. How does that? Does it harden different than the other ones? Basically the same. Takes a little bit longer to to harden up, but you're using a blue, not a UV. Okay. What else have you got going on at the show? We got some little flounders on display. Got some little baby flounders. That's a Steve Farrar pattern. Uh, got some Blaine chocolate feather game changers. They've been moving pretty good here. Big trout catchers there. Ooh, and a trailer hook in there, which I didn't realize. I picked it up, and I was like, it's heavy on the tip. They have hooks in them. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably one of the only flies I do a trailer hook on, because sometimes even the trout like to uh, short strike. you got to have a hook there ready for them. All right. What vice are you tying on? I'm tying on a Renzetti Traveler. Or, um, I'm sorry, a Renzetti Presentation 2000. It looks like an entire bird was shot in your catching basket. Yeah, right now I'm working on the game changers, so I got a lot of fur flying here. All right, where can we find you online and where can people buy your flies? www.strikerscustomflies.com. All right, so the Virginia people come down to the show, buy his flies. Stone flies look real. Some lady referred to realistic flies yesterday as smash bugs. If she sees them, she wants to squash them with her, like, shoe. Yes, cool. I, I take that as a compliment, actually. All right. Thanks for the time. All right. Thank you. Take- Let's talk Diamondback Rods. Where are you guys based out of? We are in uh, Syracuse, New York. All right. Good fishing spot up there. Yes. A lot of water. Yeah. And the new new rod that I've been seeing at the shows this winter is, uh, what would you, it looks like a snowman that's been taken apart. <laughs> in a way, yes. Uh it's a segmented uh, grip um, that we're calling the Link Grip. It's on our Cloud Series uh, fly rods. And uh, basically, it, um, it started with the concept that we wanted to develop a, a grip that would allow you to be in direct contact with the rod blank. So the, the thought process was 
you know, rod manufacturers trying to always, you know, tweak blanks, you know, resins, graphites, all this stuff to create different rods. But that point at which where you are connected to the rod, the handle never changes. You know, there's always a solid, rigid grip on that point. So our thought was to make the segmented grip expose areas of the rod blank right through the handle portion of the rod and allow you to literally be in direct contact with the rod blank. So that was kind of where it started as we developed it, worked through it. There was a couple other features that became apparent was how your fingers basically settled between each of these grips, each of these segments, and uh, what that did was it basically, again, going back to the name, it linked you directly to the rod. Once you had a finger or two in between these segments, the rod was in your hand, was not slipping, was not sliding. You didn't have to use the same amount of pressure to hold on the rod. Um, so it was it was there. Um, the thing that led, you know, the, the next step after that was also realizing that because you weren't exerting all the time the same amount of pressure to hold onto the rod, um, if you fished the rod all day long, you didn't feel the fatigue in your hand, your wrist, your fingers that you sometimes do um, after a long day of fishing. So um, we've had multiple you know, people tell us that they really enjoy it. Um, some older gentlemen have told me that they, uh, they like it because it, uh, it helps with their like, arthritis in their hands. Um, so there's, you know, it's a, it's a win-win. There's a, it's a definite wow factor when you look at it, but there's a, a lot of function that you know, goes into it as well. What about if there's lightning and stuff? Is that ever, has anyone been zapped holding the graphite? Uh, it actually does. It looks weird, but it's comfortable. It is. It is. And and the people that that have gotten the rod so far, I will tell you that almost nine times out of ten, they end up calling me or emailing me shortly afterwards, and they say, "You know what? I was a little doubtful. I fished it for a day or two, yeah. and I'm and I'm sold." It fits. I'm trying to think of an analogy for it, how my fingers fit into everything. That's interesting. But there's no... People ask me all the time, they're like, well, how do I hold it? And I said, you know, you hold it however you want. You know, Your you fingers can, just find where to go. It just... Exactly. You know? You can hold it in a way where you're not putting your fingers down in the grooves. You can hold it where all the fingers are in the grooves. Right. Um, people, you know, are able to move depending on, you know, what they're doing, whether they're nymphing, whether they're aerializing a lot of line. There's a... You know, someone actually told me that they thought that it was it was interesting because of the handle, it allowed you, the handle itself made you want to move your hand around a little bit, you know, and try, and try different things and, and see, you know, how it affected things. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, we've been thrilled with the feedback so far. And I um, think that, you know, it's definitely a, a winner. Where so. can listeners get their hands on it, literally? Um, we are starting to uh, add dealers, um, which is uh, slowly happening. Um, 
in terms of uh, actually getting one in their hands, uh, I can't really say exactly. But uh, other than you know dealers that we have, um, we do uh, have some reps located in different parts of the country. You know, there's uh, there's some guides and things like that that uh, are using them as well. So you know, there's people around. Any other shows for you guys this season? Uh, people might see them? Um, there's a couple in the works. Uh, nothing that's finalized, but uh, we may be heading out to a, a show in Buffalo, New York, in a couple weeks. Um, and possibly uh, a show down down south here soon, but uh, nothing's, nothing's finalized. So, How often do you get up to Dinosaur Barbecue? Very often. Really? Very often. It's been on my list. Actually, I have a, I have a very good friend that was a, actually a, a manager there. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to know people. <laughs> yeah. We get their sauces at Wegmans, and then when I'm up on the Salmon River, I get all the sauces we can't get down in Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I go through the Creole honey mustard like a jar a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a, uh, it's definitely a, uh, a winner right there, but you know, yeah, it's it's even nice to know people. <laughs> Absolutely. Where can listeners find you all online? Any social media? Uh, yes, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, our website www.diamondbackfishingrods.com, um, and uh, you know, trying to reach out there as uh, as much as possible. So, fantastic. Thanks for all right. time. Thanks, Rob. What I have to do. Get some line. So now I drop the, the fly just above the huckleberry bushes, okay? Then I make a nice big loop. And then. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. How far out there is it? Uh-oh. I see him out there. I better make another go. Mm, maybe just a little further. I see him feeding out there. Maybe another loo. Now I have my hands back in prayer. Long fingers come over. Now, as it's coming back to me, uh-uh, I'm down on a knee. I want it to go right back. Oh, I see him over there. He's moved. He's where? Oh, I see him. He's right along the edge over there. This is a brush game. And then sometimes what I do, if I'm in kind of a hurry and I don't want to take the time of making loops, I let the fly hang down and I do what? Hand and twist retrieve. I am building a lot of little figure eights in my hand. I'm coming up with this cast, and I'll probably screw it up, but I will try because I'm going to shoot some distance and all out of my hand if I can. 
man. Well, this is going to be a pretty long cast. But here we go. There's your power. There's your shot. Now, there are times then when we do this, we're doing pretty well. I had a wrestling coach and I worked under Bill Cole, Penn State University, and he was a wrestling coach. And he made this profound statement. He says, what we've done today, the basic fundamentals. He says, the basic fundamentals refined to perfection are your most advanced techniques. So now, what we've done today, here we are with our hands. We come up and we stopped it. Then we brought our hand a little bit forward and we had a squeeze when we stopped and we bring our little hand forward and we squeeze, we tap, the thumb comes down. And so we stop it, we tap. Now a little tug, a tiny little tug and a tiny little tug. And it's a double haul, but my haul is so nice and tight here, and it's there. And it's a tiny little tug, and a tiny little tug. It goes like this. The basic fundamentals. Refined to perfection are your most advanced techniques. Thank you. We are at uh, Brook Fishing Equipment, and you are? Jarrett Voiles. And where are you guys out of? We have Corey Smith. Yep. All right. Out of Bozeman, Montana. All right. And you got your supple fly hats on? Yep, yep. All right. Saw them out at uh, Linwood. Good dude. Definitely yeah. got to check himself out. Michael's got some cool stuff. Absolutely. So what do you guys produce? We are making fly boxes and fly patches. Uh, the biggest difference between our products with everything else that's out there is we are doing silicone inserts. Uh, we've got slitted and non-slitted. Either configuration, they really beat the heck out of foam. Uh, not going to be pulling out material when you're pulling out barb flies. If you're a barbless fisherman, they actually grip your hook, so you're not going to have It's actually sticky to, to, to touch it. Velcro on the back. Yep. So back on the side of the boat, the cooler. Absolutely. That patch is meant to go wherever you need some flies. So tie up some flies, get it loaded up, uh, bring it in your car, and it's ready to go loaded up for the whole day of fishing on your boat or on a cooler. And it floats? It, uh, our boxes do float. Uh, we don't throw a gasket in there, so you don't uh, rust up your flies if you're fishing with streamers and get a wet fly in there. But you drop your fly, your box in the water, you got plenty of time to run down and get it. All right. And definitely put your names on boxes. I always tell people that. Absolutely. <laughs> you got to keep your names on boxes. Yeah. And you got some buffs? We got some buffs here. We've uh, got some, you know, just fun stuff here at the show to give to people, uh, you know. Um, we also got another big thing on our cases is the outside of them. We're doing a really strong outside case. So if you drop them on the rock, it's not going to break like a lot of the clear plastic ones. I pick it up, and this is a little bulkier. This is it's a, little, it's a take. It's, yeah. it's made for that. It's made for that. The one trade-off I will say that we have with foam is that we are a little bit heavier. But the way that the silicone works compared to foam, we are 100% unapologetic about our weight because it just works so much yeah. better. I mean, no one's wearing vests anymore, so 
weight for me is not an issue, especially in the boat. I'd rather have heavy in the boat because it's not going to blow out. Absolutely. I've had foam stuff blow out of the truck. Absolutely. And we figured that the better performance is worth a couple of ounces. Yeah. Especially because these are going to last you way longer than foam. We don't have any holes pulling out of them, uh, not leaving anything, uh, you know, big gaping spots where you can't even stick your flies in like with foam. So we're lasting way too long for our own good. That's awesome. Good for you guys. And all made in America. All made in America. It's important to us. Hosts with quality. Uh, and we're doing warranty. Uh, you have any normal defects, anything like that, send them back. We'll uh, send a new one out. We want to make things right and keep everybody happy. Okay. Where can we find you guys online? Uh, www.brookfishingequipment.com. Best place to see us. We are starting to uh, fill up in shops, too, so keep an eye out for nice. us. Very cool. I like this stuff. You going to grab some stickers from my fishing club? Awesome, yeah. Take them, snatch them up, snatch your cards up. All right, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. So well, let's talk about some uh, some fugly hair packing here with Derek. Yes, sir. So what are you tying up at the Lancaster show? Uh, I've been doing a lot of deer hair stuff, bass bugs, um, streamers, the big stuff. I'm not really into the whole nymphing thing. Um, like to get creative with it. Cool colors really catches people's attention. And you keep changing. Every time I come by, you're wearing an apron or you're not wearing an apron. Um, but uh, this stuff is definitely messy. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll tie the whole fly up, and it looks like a giant cat toy. It's real fluffy. And then when it's time to trim it, I throw an apron on just because it does make a mess. The stuff goes everywhere. Would it be fishable as it is right now before you trim it? Um, fishable, yes. Effective, no. With all, with all the fluff on the hook, it wouldn't leave much of a hook gap to actually hook the fish. So you could probably have a fish bite it, but uh, you wouldn't get a good hook set on the fish. What's the weirdest thing you've made out of the deer hair? Turkey. Turkey? I've made a turkey. I've made uh, a Nemo, like from Finding Nemo, clownfish. But, um, yeah, those two have definitely been the most creative. That's awesome. Big reception with your stuff this, this weekend? Uh, yesterday was pretty good, yeah. Yesterday sold about 20, 25 flies. Today. I work for Patagonia and I like your hat. Cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> Do we know that guy? No, I think, I don't know if that's such a good thing because Montanagonia is kind of like, uh, you know, oh. the Patagonia thing. Oh, I got it. So yeah. I'm guessing it's probably like a bad thing. They're trying to run down Montanagonia. I've never heard of Montana, Montanagonia. Montanagonia. Is it, are you out of Montana? No, I wish. Where, where's home for you? 30 minutes north of Pittsburgh. Okay. Pittsburgh kid. All so right. made a little trip out here. Came, I came as like a customer last year and decided I wanted to get a table here this year. So. Yeah, man. Are you putting all these up on your Instagram? Instagram, Facebook. If uh, if anyone wants to buy any flies, um, you can shoot me an email. Find me on Facebook, On The Fly, um, by Derek Athesee. Some pretty cool stuff up there. All right, I'm going to let you get back to work and, and sell this. Cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Dude. Cheers. Thanks. So, uh, Hemingway's... All right. I'll give an intro. Hemingway Fly Fishing Products. Mother Nature created it. Hemingway makes it possible. So, Hemingway Products. Let's talk about the uh, the stuff you have here. Do you want to just like go down the 
the wall? Yeah, absolutely. I can give you a basically overall view of everything, what we're doing. Uh, we're on the cutting edge of fly tying here. Uh, what we have is we specialize in our whole theory behind our products is marrying all our handmade natural products, which would be like dubbings, dubbing brushes, uh, you know, everything on the natural side. Uh, we sell over 500 different styles, types, and colors of dubbing um, with our synthetic products uh, to come up with a su superior fly pattern overall. Um, we have everything from super realistic nymphs, uh, tieable down into sizes 18 and 20, uh, all the way up to your big green drake patterns and, uh, and big giant stoneflies and pretty much everything else in between. Um, this is what we do. We specialize in fly tying products. We don't make shirts or outerwear or waders or any other thing. We specialize in the the be the beautiful art of making better and realistic flies and that's what we constantly work on we constantly have new products coming out uh, new generations of things basically what we do is we just uh, about three of us or four of us uh, our partners we sit down at a uh, at a on a Skype meeting basically at a drawing board which I call it um, our meetings are just great we all share ideas um, throw uh, throw everything against the wall and uh, and basically brainstorm and work everything out uh, from those you know that point on um, really uh, we have right now we're working on six brand new products that'll be out including a line of hooks to go with each and every single one of our patterns uh, you'll see all that stuff start to come out uh, in the next six months we also have uh, very large dubbing brushes coming out in about 20 different style sizes and colors um, we also have uh, a new series of stone flies coming out which are uh, called the evolution series which are just absolutely amazing and even uh, over and above with ease of tying and realism of what we already have in our stone flies. Uh, so really, uh, it's it's just uh, the world's your oyster. It's what you can make with these. It's like the, it's like a modular system, and you could mix and match everything. Pretty much any any of the colors you want to mix and match. Uh, I even have some guys that'll use. You know, it's not a big in investment. Um, you can buy simply buy a pack of legs for five or six dollars and go home and tie yourself ten of the most beautiful stoneflies or mayflies you, you've ever that have ever came off your vice in your life. This stonefly over here looks exactly like the one in my aquarium. I could probably put this in my aquarium, and people that come to our house would be like, "Whoa." Go ahead and take one. I'd really? love you to have it yeah. and uh, throw gonna, it in. Uh, I'm going to put this in the aquarium. Please do. Go ahead. You'll, uh, I'm sure that thing, people it, will the, mistake it for real. Actually, the fish, the feel you, of it you have too. trout in there? No, just like minnows because they eat all my scuds. The minnows may try to eat. Really? <laughs> it, I mean, the texture of it too is... The texture really overall, again, we're marrying our natural products, which we're not just making a molded body and, and gluing it to a hook. That's not the game. That's, you know, that's not what we do at all. Uh, we take as much pride in our dubbings and our dubbing brushes and all the natural end of it as much as we do with our molded parts. And uh, again, it's, it's very versatile and it's very important that the uh, the feeling of the fly in the fish's mouth, the look of the fly, uh, not only to the fishermen. We're not trying to sell fishermen. We're trying to sell fish to you know the flies. We want the fish to really exp feel like they're they're taking a real fly. That's yeah. our goal. That's what we want to get to. I like how this is 
flattened, where most stone flies are round, like a coffin, rubber-legged stone. Exactly, is it's like kind a of a, roll. it's a little bit of a joke, especially with the European tires. Our comp- all our products come out of Eastern Europe. That's where the gentleman, uh, Surgeon Milojevic, who came up with the Hemingway's company, is from. He lived, born and raised in Serbia, and uh, those guys actually laugh at us about our flies. We tie our flies in the round. We make big, fat, ugly American flies, is what they call them. And uh, really, what I've learned. Uh, Joe Humphreys is one of the guys that got me in the business. Um, He didn't hook me up with the product line or anything like that, but he said I was good friends with him and still am good friends with him. And uh, he said, if you want to be in the fly fishing business, you got to find your niche. And my niche was realistic flies. I was a realistic tire here at at the fly fly fishing shows for many years, even before this product line. And uh, I I had kind of that missing link. I was using wire for my legs. I was using different parts for my body that were too hard. Uh, Really, they looked nice overall, but when fish would take them, it was just not the right reaction so I was looking out looking for that missing link and I had tried the Jason Sweden products I had tried a bunch of the other ones that were out there and they just didn't didn't quite uh, float my boat they weren't quite durable enough or real enough or uh, overall what I was looking for really I had ended up finding these on the world market um, I had called the owner of the company he said listen I'm not allowed to sell to you directly I only deal with shops or my distributors now I know you got I remember reading this yeah, the Skype actually, conversation. They did, yep. Exactly. But you just said the Skype. They did a big write-up on me, the Hemingway's yeah, product line, okay. my company, Bearskin Outfitters, in the uh, summer 2015 right. Fly Tire magazine. Actually, Dave Klaumeiser, the uh, the editor of the magazine, put 12 of our patterns and wrote a four-page article in the uh, profile section on yeah, that all just came back me, to me when my you said company, that. the Hemingway's product line, how it all came to be. So basically, I called the gentleman that owned the company. He sent me out a sample kit. I gave it to my fishing buddies, my family members that fly fish. really cool story. And uh, what happened was I called them back about a month and a half later and said, we're just absolutely, I was taking guide clients out and using it with, uh, using the products with them. I was getting guys that had never fished before and they were coming home with eight, nine, ten fish, you know, on their, uh, on their bucket list there. And it was just amazing, you know, so, and it really started to sell itself. And uh, now we're, uh, we're on the call you know we have uh, almost 20 dealers uh we have big distributorship um and it's really been a success story my whole goal and the reason why i did this was i saw it out there i saw the opportunity i wanted to help people in our country catch more fish that's right. that was the goal I like and what you're it's, doing. it's it's done it's, it happened it's it's we did it so uh we're, we're there uh, you know, we're learning and redesigning and, and making things better all the time. I jokingly, I tell the guys I work with and my customers and stuff, in the next four to five years, you'll see little computer chips that actually move the tails and legs around and so forth. But, you know, that's the way of the world, how yeah. it's going. But we're that much on the cutting edge of fly tying products that we think that forward. That's, that's, it's a joke, obviously, but, uh, you know, at some day, I'm sure we will end up seeing that sort of thing. So uh, we're real proud and we're real happy. And uh, we have 99% positive feedback and people just absolutely loving and happy and saying, thank you for bringing this stuff to us because we're really enjoying it. And most of all, it's super productive for us. 
I look forward to seeing what comes next. And where can I see that online? Uh, you can go to bearskinoutfitters.net, which is our website. We have a full e-commerce store there. Um, or you can email me anytime at info at bearskinoutfitters.net. Or you can give me a call over the phone anytime, 484-889-2653. I love to talk to all my clients, get their feedback, get their ideas. And uh, we have the ability to make anything, guys. So uh, if, you're, if you're interested and you have a market for something, uh, let us know, and we'd be happy to, uh, to accommodate if we can. Awesome. But I like that. I like the story, the entrepreneurship in it's all. Very cool. Thanks well, so much. Well, Rob, thanks a bunch. I really appreciate it. It was nice talking awesome. with you here today. Thanks for coming out and checking us out. What is going on? Did y'all enjoy those interviews? I did. I hope you did too. Please go follow everyone on their social media. Do any purchases you need to do. Contact those you need to. For my day... Got up uh, around 7, went to the BK Lounge for breakfast instead of eating at Susie's Airbnb. We had a fun night last night, so when I left you, I went to Walmart and got some little baggies for the flies. Picked up some more bologna. I am looking forward to having some Lebanon bologna. If you learned anything from this podcast is that this bologna is awesome. Then we went back to the Airbnb where Susie had two other international field hockey referees and then there was Dan and myself. We kind of just hung out and told stories and laughed and it reminded me of being in college, like an old creaky wooden house, people just sitting around, chilling out, having a beer and just chatting and not knowing most of the other people except for Dan. And I also felt it was like the road trip my brother and I took in 96 out west where you know we, still, we, uh, we hung out in different houses almost every other night. If we weren't camping, we would stay with people and hang out in and, and, and college towns. And that's exactly what it felt like. I felt like I was half my age and just chilling, except half my age ago, um, wasn't drinking craft beer and and leftover homemade cannelloni from the other night. So we went to bed around midnight, woke up. Like I said, I went to BK Lounge. I got the croissant, which, or how you were supposed to say it. I'll tell you that the fries there are disgusting. They have texture, but no flavor. I wanted fries, and for some reason, she agreed to throw them in the fryer for me. The croissant, which was like wet, like the croissant was just like wet paper. It was a wimpy sandwich. That's the only thing I can describe it as. It was just, it was sad. Got to the convention center after trying to figure out all the one lane roads that don't run parallel to each other. Finally came back around, parked in front of Annie Bailey's, walked down to the show and started organizing all my material, walking around talking to people. As you heard, it was, it was busy in spurts today. It was definitely not as busy as yesterday. Again, it did not snow today, which definitely helped. This ride home right now, I am getting to Silver Spring. I need to grab some water while I'm at it. <sighs> Where was I? So between groups of individuals coming through, I would walk around and talk to people 
try and podcast, look at stuff, hang out a little bit more, do some BSing, and just, just talk to other fishy people. I got time to watch some of the other tires near us. Brad had some kind of crazy fly tied with teal, which is a duck. And I learned there's tons of different teals out there. And instead of a leader, he had a horse hair that was tied, and he ties it all by hand with no vice and no tools, that this stuff was built into the body of the fly and then came out for about 20, 22 inches, and then you would connect that to your traditional fly line. It's really cool stuff. Tom Bolton was knocking out his eggs left and right. Uh, busy weekend for him. There were chunks of knotty eggs all over the floor. And the colors are kind of like Smarties. It looked like someone had just spilled bags of loose Smarties all over the floor. Union was tying up some really cool soft tackle caddis divers. He had a good evening having his Guinness oysters and chicken pie. And Dan Thomas, one down from him, was tying up some cool stuff. Uh, probably should have podcast with Dan. He had some really cool materials. Uh, peccary hair. I didn't even know you could tie with peccary hair. They're like a, a small little warthog. They're kind of cute. Not really a warthog, more of like a wild boar. He had just some really cool exotic material. To the left of him, to the right of him, was, it depends on where you were standing, um, I want to say Elizabeth? And she introduced me to Cory Bustard's feathers, which are pretty awesome. It's this light, wispy, alternating black and white kind of grizzly colored plume that just looked really cool. That's the one thing when you're at these events, you meet people that tie with different styles. All the classic tires seem to know each other and know different people and the, the business, the industry. Um, they're all talking about different niche places to get glues and threads and materials and and like you heard Ewan talking about the laws regarding the feathers. I mostly tied with synthetics. There's not a whole lot of rules regarding those. I'd go back to my seat and tie a little bit and, and explain my flies to people. Definitely had some listeners come by. So thank you for stopping by. And thanks to everyone again for purchasing flies today. And I did have to do some restocking on my Snallygaster with cheese and reapers. Went through a lot of reapers this weekend. I really thought people were going to be going for the orangey-brown crayfish ones, and they totally weren't. I've got a surplus, and we have the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival coming up March 8 and 9. There's something else I wanted to remind you all about on the podcast. Besides that, there's the March 19 Project Healing Waters Tiathon. If you want to make a donation to the Project Healing Waters 10th annual two fly tournament you can do that at phwff.org and thanks to the local tires at my section when I was absent they were able to make some sales for me which was highly appreciated I think I'm going to go back and try and find the article about the Hemingway products which I, as soon as he was telling me oh yeah the guys from Eastern Europe and we did the stuff over Skype it was a light bulb went off over my head I'm looking forward to putting one of those stoneflies in the tank or, I don't know, on the floor and have my wife scream. I'll cut the hook off of it before I do that, of course. 
and she doesn't listen to this anyway, so it doesn't matter. I'm gonna take a picture right now for the blog. If you've never been on the Beltway in DC, there is the Mormon Tabernacle Temple, and it always looks like something straight out of like a Disney. And the sunset is behind it right now, and it's really cool. Oh man, I just lost. My phone's upside down on its holder, so instead of taking the picture, I just turned it off. All right, let's see if I can get this. There we go. As kids, we always thought it was some kind of Disney building because it looks like where, uh, who was it? Cinderella, maybe? It looks like that castle, and back in the 70s, somebody spray-painted Save Dorothy or Save Cinderella or something on the overpass right over here. It's one of those just classic DC historical things. Uh, where else did I go today? I ended up at the Douglas Outfitters. Their rods are pretty cool. They have fly rods now that are in tubes that are smaller than Tenkara rod tubes. Not just the diameter, but the length. Extremely light. Some kind of crazy epoxy that was made by some Air Force, aeronautical, space engineer dude. And after I talked to Dave over there, I went back and then I wandered over to talk to AJ over at Allen. And since I'd walked through that booth the last time, there was a clearance sign up. So those shirts I was telling you about at Somerset, they were 20 bucks a pop. So I picked up a nice new shirt. When I'm looking for shirts like that, I like a stiff cuff because I roll my sleeves up. I will never have my sleeves down unless I'm wearing a jacket. And AJ also had these dark green, maybe heather green or royal green, forest green, I don't know. SPF 50 long sleeve shirts at $10 and I bought two of them. Now if you're gonna buy shirts from Allen, the Xterris brand, they have very strange sizing. I am a small in the long sleeve green ones, and I am a large in the button down. And I'm just happy to have new clean shirts. Like I, if you guys don't know, I've told this before, but I don't really treat myself to anything new. I'm wearing old work pants with a hole in the knee with long underwear underneath. I usually just wear the same sweater. I'll pick one for the entire winter and wear it. Um, I'm still somewhat presentable, but yeah, I don't really spend money on myself, on clothes and stuff. Oh, oh boy. Got the shirts, went over and talked to Spencer from uh, Trout Hunter Lodge. And one of the guys back home was using his SOS fly at the Rose River Farm over the weekend. And posted on Facebook, so I went and showed Spencer. So he was pleased to see. Uh, I'll tell you those... Was it Rise or Brook? Brook fishing. Those little fly boxes were pretty darn cool. Those guys tied up some very nice flies that were on display in them. Didn't really get to talk to, I don't know, everybody at the show. Wanted to talk to Tim Flagler. If you don't follow the Orvis blog, he does all of the fly tying videos, which are really cool. And I wonder if there's people that want to be on the podcast that are waiting for me to, to go up to them with a microphone, I don't know. But if the future events, if you want to be on the podcast, just ask. Won't hesitate to break out the dat. Packed up in a couple of minutes, got on the road, 
and went straight to sheets, got MTO, and the cool thing about Waze is it shows you where the sheets are, and when you get close, you can tap a button, and it'll give you directions to the sheets. So I loaded up on the gas, loaded up on a, a sandwich, which was really just not that great. After having only eaten that garbage sandwich this morning at 7.30, eating a sandwich at 4.30 was, was pretty good. And I'm on the road now, passing Rockville, and I should be home soon to unpack. If there's anything I thought about from the show I wanted to further talk about, I'll turn the dad on, but I'm looking forward to going home, pouring a nice club soda, rehydrating from today because I am parched, I am beat, my back hurts. I've pretty much been standing or in a chair since uh, I left around, what was it, 11 o'clock on Friday morning. I'm going to reserve the Airbnb for next year, so I'm not going to tell you where it is. <laughs> I'm definitely going to go back there. Definitely go look at some strange folks at that Walmart. It was interesting. Take a look at the uh, the pictures on the blog, on Instagram. I'll be uploading those more today, so by the time you check it all out, this podcast will already be up, so you're going to have to scroll down a couple of days. We got temps in the 70s coming up this week, so I will hopefully go out and start looking for Shad and then start working on booking clients. Stay tuned for some more podcasts coming up. We've got some friends who've done some traveling. We got some more industry insiders, and I promise you the smallmouth one will be coming out soon. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the Fly Fishing Show at Lancaster, Pennsylvania, 2016. Can't believe we've been doing this now for four years at the show. Didn't get the bacon breakfast I wanted to at the hotel. I didn't even know where they had the breakfast today, so I didn't have the bacon sweats like four years ago. All right, so Jason, if this is the end, do your thing, and we need to set you and Union up for some shad fishing. All right, that's it. I'm getting onto the home stretch of the road now. See ya. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 
life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. Six, eight Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.